What's up, MJ? How's it going? Everything is great. Excited for the season to kind of be started already because I count the Hall of Fame game just because I love football that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's really the beginning of the season. Everybody knows that once the Hall of Fame game gets popping off, that it's football season officially. Everything else is out the window, and 100% we're focused on football. Edwin? Exactly. Yeah, this is the first actual, um, our first full official football show exactly. of 2019 season. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not going back to playoffs, but yeah, this is the first one, so we're excited. Got a lot to talk about. We got an expert on the line here, and uh, <laughs> let's yeah, let's just get right to it. How's, um, well, first of all, how was your, I know you just got back into town. How was your flight? Uh, it was eternal. It was the longest cross-country flight of all time, and then, Miami is going to, you know, Miami's going to do Miami things. So <laughs> yeah. the afternoon storms, which everyone else on the plane was surprised about. And I was like, well, it rains every day in the summer in Miami around 3 o'clock. So this is not surprising to me whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. That's true. But we made it. So <laughs> That's the important part, right? You made it. <laughs> exactly. But out of curiosity, NJ, are you, when you're on a flight, on a long flight, are you a movie person or a music person? You know, it's I'm, I, I usually take the opportunity to catch up on movies because I'm so busy all the time that I don't get to, like, go to the movies very often. So that's usually where I catch up on, like, the latest kind of film. So I watched, like, Captain Marvel today. Um, <laughs> I already watched Endgame, but I watched Captain Marvel today on the flight. So kind of going backwards in this case. But. It's okay. The, the movies do that anyways. Yeah. They go back in time and all that stuff. You're just you're following along. Exactly. So, yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> You said you do. You normally do the music thing, though. Um. So actually, lately I've been really into podcasts, like crime, like true crime podcasts specifically. Oh, so, um, man. yeah, that's kind of which is nuts because I get so into like these like murder stories, and then like the flight attendant will offer me water, and I like freak out because she's tapping <laughs> me on the shoulder. So it's always an interesting thing. Does that help you at all when uh, trying to analyze uh, any NFL, NFL drama going on in those locker rooms? <laughs> Actually, you know, I've never seen, like, a ton of drama. Usually the locker rooms are pretty laid back, I think, by design. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that says about me that I'm so into these crime, like, true crime things, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, I'm a huge, like, what is it, Criminal Minds? That's, like, my favorite show. I've probably oh, seen every episode of that one. <laughs> I think it's like the the investigative part of it because so many of these true crime sh uh, podcasts are like opening up like cold cases and things like that. So I guess it's the journalist in me that part yeah. of it. I'm like, wait, no, I did not know these details. Like it was <laughs> definitely his ex girlfriend. I get very into it. Did you watch that uh, Making a Murderer on Netflix? Yes, of course. That was pretty dope. Did you watch that, Edwin? Yeah, no, I saw that. I'm I'm on Team Innocent. I definitely think Homeboy got a oh, frame sure. there. Yeah, definitely. What about you, MJ? Oh, man. I am, too. At first, I was like, oh, no, he definitely did it. And then I was like, no, no way that he... So I go back and forth quite a bit. <laughs> well, let's not, let's not go too much back and forth here. Let's just stay here because I know we'll get off on these crazy tangents and we'll start yeah. talking everything yeah. else. But we got you on here. We want to talk some NFL. We want to... I know you cover the uh, the Raiders and you have a good pulse on the 49ers as well what's going on over there um let's let's get to it i mean what is it hard knocks is on 
is going to be on it's open, on right? tonight yeah it's it actually debuts tonight so in a couple of hours and it was cool because when i was in napa covering the raiders training camp that was like the first glimpse for everyone outside of the organization to really see the hard knock cameras and everything in there and they were rolling the big the big production it's a big crew and they had kind of branded shirts you know you knew who was on the hbo hard knock team um so it was really interesting to see kind of that side of it last time i had an experience like that was when i was a cheerleader with the dolphins and the year they were on hard knock so um i have a little bit of experience seeing kind of how the show comes together um but now as a journalist is, is in a totally different space so um i don't know maybe you'll see my fro kind of bouncing around in the background there <laughs> in tonight's episode i don't know we'll see <laughs> that'd be pretty cool actually but the the teams they don't really like it right they i, I know a lot of uh, coaches and stuff had said that it's kind of an intrusion and they don't really welcome it but they don't have a choice right well the you know the league and hbo sort of decide um who will do it and actually you nailed it on the head those were um mike mayock's exact words mm -hmm. uh the whole point of training camp he said is to get away from the distractions to focus your team to get them ready for the season and then having the cameras there is an intrusion but you gotta remember like mike essentially came from the NFL films kind of era and he's been there in Mount Laurel where NFL films is based in New Jersey. So like he knows a lot of the crew and he said as much because they have a lot of mutual respect. So they've been able to kind of um, work it out so that the crew gets what they need and he still feels like he can get his job done. So wow, okay, we'll nice. see what that looks like on screen. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Uh, Kind of like a sad confession here. I've never seen an episode of Hard Knocks. What? Yeah, no, really. <laughs> it's good. It's very, very good for oh, sure. Good. Like I think it, it, it's kind of like a, a look behind the veil. Um, so you get to see the coaches' rooms and in the coaches' office and, and what's happening when the guys are in meetings and watching film and and even moments when they're not with the team. You know, I know that we're filming at Derek Carr's house um, in Fresno, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's not honestly. It's not a thing that I don't like it or don't want. It just I I don't have HBO. I've never. <laughs> I'm just I'll kinda... lend you my 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 login for HBO. Though. Okay. How about that? All right. Cool. I, mean, I seriously, we got to put that on the budget, Gus. I got to get an HBO login here. We'll, I, it's... we'll write it off. <laughs> yeah, Text I can spend that. Like, yeah, exactly. Gotta, gotta figure something out for that because I, I need to like I've missed all the ones. I remember the Dolphins one. I think last year was the Browns. I believe. The, yeah, Browns were yeah. last year. The, the Browns yeah. one was really good, actually. Yeah? yeah. Yeah, and everybody tells me it's a really, really good show. But so, okay, so Hard Knock starts tonight, but um, mm -hmm. we're, we're looking at this Oakland Raiders team here a little bit. And, you know, we got the big addition of Antonio Brown coming in. You got a lot of veterans on that team that's kind of being molded to Gruden style. How, yeah. in, in, your, um, in your time there so far, how do you see the relationship so far with Antonio Brown and, and John Gruden? How do you see that? like fitting in and mixing so far? I actually think it works out really well because if there's anybody who can handle a big personality like AB, it's an equally big personality like John Gruden. Um, and not only that, they're both hyper-competitive. They both um, need to win, have to be on top, and have to be the center of attention. So this now has to translate to the regular season when does really count um, and they materialize in your record and, and what's happening with your franchise. So for a team that now has more, even more spotlight with the Hard Knocks, a team who's playing their last season in Oakland, about to move to an entirely new city, um, it's a lot. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the 
continued development of that relationship between Gruden and AB and likewise the other personalities with Mike Mayock and Derek Carr in the mix as well. I think all of it has to kind of fire on all cylinders um, for the team to work and be successful. Yeah, I think it's I, I, I it's like a big combustion of like flammable objects all over the place that is just <laughs> yeah. ready to explode. You got to right. tread tread carefully there. Um, now you said yeah, Gruden... it could be fireworks or it could be something <laughs> yeah. on the other end of the spectrum. So we'll <laughs> now you mentioned that Gruden is just as big a personality as as AB. Is there does, is there one like that you feel like everybody's like that's the the alpha, or do they both come off like just battling at the same time, or? Well, you know what? I, I think the big misconception, and, and I'm only going off of a small sample size being directly around AB the last couple of months in, in short spurts um, through his availability with the team. But from what I have seen is that he certainly puts the work in and doesn't try to, like, he knows who the coach is. He knows what his role is as, you know, the starting wide receiver. He knows who his QB is and what his role is to play. So he's not trying to outmatch everybody else and, okay. and be, you know, that, at least not yet anyway. Um, so I, I, I certainly see, you know, that work ethic that you hear that has literally peeled the skin off of his feet. Did you guys see those pictures? Yes. That was disgusting. I was totally going to ask. I was saving that, but I was like, I didn't know if I want to be too gross right off the bat. Bro, that's like some Fred Flintstone shit, man. It's crazy. But to that end, he is a workhorse. I mean, like no one, I have never seen anyone with the work ethic of Antonio Brown. His numbers are what they are. Because he puts in that work. It's, I guess he has tremendous talent, I think, inherently. But he also maximizes that with the amount of work that he puts in. Um, and he's also been working with, like, the defense, giving them pointers. He came into um, off-season training program with a full scouting report on his entire, you know, defense, especially the secondary, the guys he's really going up and, and, and beating in coverages. Um, and I think that speaks a lot. I think a lot of receivers do that, but it, it's there's an, a certain – kind of panache when you hear like veteran guys talk like well AB gave me pointers today you know he just yeah. has that um reputation and it's because he's worked so hard for it i mean six round draft pick you know he's got that chip on his shoulder still you know what i mean yeah, exactly. yeah and that video that you see the other drill that he was doing gus where he was grabbing the brick and alternating hands and like giving a high five in the background and like, yeah. like are you kidding me i would have broken every <laughs> single one of my toes trying to do that <laughs> You know, I didn't even think about that part. I'm here like, how's he going to – I can't even grab that that fast. You know? Yeah, yeah. Bro, that's amazing. That's amazing. Now, MJ, MJ, you mentioned uh, that he knows what his role is. He knows who the quarterback is and such. So reports, you know, have shown that he does have a good relationship with Derek Carr so far. What has mm-hmm. – how, what does that look like on the field? Like, do you see that they are connecting? Do you see that maybe they're still getting used to each other? What's that look like? Um, we saw flashes of that during mini camp, for sure. Um, you know, Derek going deep, fighting AB on, on like the crazy routes. Um, however, given his he's missed AB has missed so many days of training camp because of this foot situation. It's really hard to see that materialize in in like eleven on eleven drills and like actual reps and and like plays. Um, in training camp. So that's really what I think most people have been waiting to see. I guess we'll have to wait until like episode three or four of our <laughs> talk to actually see it materialize. But, um, you know, it's, it's we saw little flashes of it. And what we don't see is the work that they put in every single day on their own, which both Derek and Antonio have said it has been extensive. Um, 
you know, them meeting up at, at different parks or at Derek's house or at Antonio's training facility. Um, so at this point, I guess if Raider fans are wondering, they have to kind of rely on, on, on that work that nobody has seen yet. Um, but it certainly matters, you know, once week one rolls around, first week of September. And I, I was actually a big Derek Carr fan coming out of uh, coming out of college, and mm-hmm. when he got his first, I remember when he beat the Chiefs, and uh, I think it was mm-hmm. like his second season or his first season starting, and you know they were a yeah. really bad team. But I I saw flashes of it. I remember hearing his uh, his brother, who was a former number one pick, talk about like, "Yo, NFL, don't sleep on this guy. He's actually you know he's going to be way better than I was." And you know D- David Carr was <laughs> the number one pick, so I always remembered that, right. and I I really wish him all the best, but. You like the, you like this denim photo shoot? That's yes, what you like. Yes, I did. I'm a total fan. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't? Who didn't like the denim photo shoot? Exactly. You know, come on, guys. Everyone knows that. But anyway, um, sticking with quarterbacks, but going across the bay here in, to, to San Francisco, we're gonna find. Hopefully, you know, let's see. We're gonna get a, a full season of Jimmy G here, and and what's his? Because the guy has huge upside. I mean, there mm-hmm. was there's. Uh, uh-huh. I remember reading about that. There was like they didn't confirm it, but they were talking that Belichick was actually trying to get rid of Brady, or not get rid of Brady, but was trying to move on from Brady, and he wanted to go with Jimmy G, but Kraft said, no, hey, look, we're going to you know stick with it, and it was kind of, he reluctantly let go of Jimmy G. So for a guy of that caliber and you know that stature to really you know buy into somebody that much, I, I'm curious to see what he's capable of. So I, with San Francisco and, and seeing them get back on track, I'm I'm curious to see. Do you think this is going to be like a a shine season for him, or are you still worried about the injuries? Um, it has to be a shining season for him, not just for him, but for the 49ers franchise. You know, he's um, he hasn't played more than I believe seven, five or seven games in his entire career yeah. um, of regular season. You know, starting in regular season, so he has to string a full season together here. I will say this though, he looks very comfortable. Um, on the field the brace doesn't seem to be bothering him at all he said it several times you know they make these things so thin now you really don't even feel them and he's been rehabbing and training with this thing on for several months so for him at this point um it's second skin so all that being said what we have seen from practice he's had kind of like his 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 ebbs and flows throughout training camp so there are days where we're like okay there's the Jimmy we saw at the end of 2017, right? Mm-hmm. And then other days where you're like, all right, maybe he's still knocking the rust off a little bit. Um, but I think overall in this body of work, you know, heading into their first preseason game later this weekend, um, he looks comfortable. He looks really solid, and he can sling it. I mean, he's had he's thrown some deep balls at training camp that have left everybody kind of like, oh, snap, okay, <laughs> there we go, Jimmy. We see you, boo. So um, it, it has to happen not only for him, but for his GM, John Lynch, for his mm-hmm. head coach, Kyle Shanahan, and for that entire franchise. You know, they need a winning season so badly. Um, and and, they need, and this is really going to rest on the shoulders of, of Jimmy. Granted, I think offensively, um, you know, in terms of target, I think they're going to be running the ball a lot. But when you have a tight end like George Kittle, who set a new NFL record last season, and then you have a revamped uh, defense on the other side. I mean, there's there's little to no excuse for them not to be really, really competitive uh, this season. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they got. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that we're getting excited about a guy who's thrown 17 touchdowns and eight interceptions in his, in his career. Yeah. Like, that's his stat line right there. And there's a lot of money right. invested in this guy. There's a mm-hmm. lot of fandom. There's a lot of hope, everything on this guy. Now, it, it's funny. You mentioned John Lynch real quick. I, I found this out this week about John Lynch. 
Here's a crazy trivia question. John Lynch oh my God. was actually uh, the first. He threw out the first pitch in Florida Marlins history. He was what? In, yes, he was actually in the in the franchise's history. He threw out the first pitch when he played uh, um, minor league baseball at whatever level he was at. The first official franchise that threw a pitch under the Florida Marlins umbrella was whatever team he was on, and he was the starter that day. And he threw out the first pitch, so he's technically that's like how crazy is that? You know that's what I mean? Funny. I, that blew my mind. I, I'd, I'd have to look and see what it was, what team. But I, I, it was confirmed to me that he was the fir- the guy who threw the first pitch in the franchise's history. Insane. Where'd you find this shit, bro? Dude, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, that is. Like, I mean, our, okay, so I, we get these like packets from our NFL research department. They're amazing. And they have, you know, a, lot, a bunch of nuggets like that. And I've yeah. never heard that one before. And I, like, devour these research I'm packets. I'm like, wow. There you go. Next time you see them out there, if you see them at training camp or something, be like, hey, buddy, you know, come over here. I want to ask you something. <laughs> he was just, and wow. he's the nicest, like, most approachable, probably one of the most approachable uh, general managers you'll, you'll find in the league. Just, like, really forthcoming. He says hi to everyone, in, like, in the press corps, like, Really, really cool. So I'm 100 percent going to ask him next time I see him. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. That's uh, not. Yeah. If you ever find an opening in NFL Network for the guys that put together those little nugget packages, then yeah. you, you, you recommend Edwin Edwin Garcia over here. Tell you, man. But uh, but yeah, no, I think it's 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 crazy to think how much we have invested in a guy like Jimmy G. But now, okay, so. Let's bring it home here. Let's bring it home here. Let's keep it a little yeah. local here. We're gonna, Dolphins are playing tomorrow, or no, sorry, Thursday yeah. night. They're playing. It's the first preseason game. It's you know, it's it's kind of hard to gauge anything here, but it is good to have football back. Yeah, it's good to have to see our team out there, see our colors, have the fans back at it. You know, get a little vibe in the stadium. But this season, man, like nobody's giving us any chance whatsoever, and it's really like. I don't want to buy into that Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's <laughs> like, oh, no, man, three wins tops. And I'm like, mm, man, like. Three? That's, that's yeah, a that's, little savage. I'm telling you, that's, that. the, that's the most generous uh, preseason prediction that I've seen from anybody. Anyone, anyone has given us three wins. And I'm like, man, come on, dude. Like, I don't, I, yeah. But I, isn't that what tough. they say every single year, though? Well, I feel like they're usually very harsh on the fins, but come on. I mean, we, we were, last season, we were, I felt like we were so. Uh, inconsistent last season, you know. Yeah, I felt like uh-huh, we we uh-huh. had we showed flash. I mean, we were the last time the Patriots lost was here in Miami. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Miami Miracle. Yeah. So that was we're capable of big wins like that. But that then uh, we are historically very good against the Patriots. Yes, on yes home we turf. are. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We are. But you know, we showed good flashes of it, and then we end up you know right in the middle. You know, just an eight and eight. You know, seven and nine, nine and seven. We've just been in this uh-huh. in this funk for so long. It's but, weird because we'll beat right, the Patriots, but yeah. then we'll go and we'll lose to, I think it was, what did we, we lose? Jaguars. Like, Jaguars. Jaguars, yeah. man. Like, God, you know? And yeah. Blake Bortles wasn't even, it was, uh, oh, it was Cody Kessler, I think, was the quarterback during that game. And it's, and then Bortles came in and he looked like he was, you know, a, yeah. a first-round pick all of a sudden. <laughs> so it, it was tough, man. It was yeah. really, really tough to see the Dolphins. But still, I'm I'm not feeling these three wins here, man. I, I, I'm going to go with the over. Like, I have to as a fan, yeah. but also as, like, trying to be objective here. I don't feel like we like the sub, you know, every year there's going to be additions and every year there's going to be, you know, subtractions. And I know we lost some players. I know we lost some depth in certain positions, but 
Amen. don't feel like it's enough for that kind of a drastic, you know, change in losses. I mean, in wins and losses, man. Yeah. I feel like three is, like, that's way under. Yeah. Like, there's no way. I'm looking at the schedule right now, and it's like, all right, Ravens, Patriots. I know the first, Cowboys, like, month is brutal. Chargers. The <laughs> yeah. first, yeah, before the bye, it's, <laughs> goodness. All right. <laughs> I thought the Raiders had a really tough schedule, but, like, this is, this is a little harsh. But a lot of this those are home a, games, but, too. Yeah. There's a, the only away game is is against Dallas in week three in that stretch in that first like stretch, but still this is this is tough. It's a tough one. I think the yeah. biggest question mark here is like who's gonna lead, who's gonna lead the charge? Whether it's like Fitzpatrick or Rosen, which at this point, you know, Flores, uh, Brian Flores said that Fitzpatrick looks like he's gonna be QB one at least in regards to this first preseason game. Now, I think it's still going to be a battle between him and Rosen up until the end of preseason. Like, they're going to be going back and forth to see which guy they really go with. But I think there's a lot of people with the mindset that their true quarterback is coming via the draft in 2020. Um, Well, you know, I've I've already bought into my Central American brother over at Brian Flores, but – he does come from the Belichick, <laughs> yeah, the Belichick tree, and I don't know, I don't believe anything he says when he says. <laughs> right, you can't. So he he's no. put he's already put Fitzpatrick out there as a leading leading in the quarterback race, but that means nothing to me. Yeah, like and me, no. Fitzpatrick is gonna get you usually. He gets yeah. you like a couple wins and then like four losses. You know, that's kind of like yeah. the ratio. Well, that's <laughs> that's the thing. That I kind of speaks to the inconsistency thing again. Like, you see those flashes coming, and that's why he's been a backup, right? I think if he starts with us, it'll be his... Yeah, I think if he starts for us uh, one game, it'll be his ninth team or eight or ninth team that he starts a game for in his NFL career. Like, that's insane. I believe it's eighth. Because I know yeah. he's been in, like, seven different camps. So, yeah, it's got to be eight. But that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole lot. But it also speaks – I mean, he has a lot of live game reps, which can be an advantage. So, I don't know. Maybe him and his uh, – the myriad of experience that he has under his belt at this point, um, paired with a guy who comes from the Belichick coaching tree, like Brian Flores, um, sprinkle in a little Magic City – Fits magic. Maybe something can happen. You know, I'm trying to be as positive because y'all know where my heart is. <laughs> it comes to this. Like, I have to be as I'm, – I'm speaking as a fan now, right? Call yeah. me a homer. I don't care. But as someone who literally cheered for the team, um, it's hard for me not to, not to always be kind of optimistic about the Dolphins. And, like, I got a lot of crap for it, too, at, at the – <laughs> at the network because yeah. like how do we do a prediction like oh who should be on on upset alert and it was like when the dolphins went to go play the patriots in foxborough and i was like no i know we do a lot home you know the dolphins are going to do well this week they did not but you know <laughs> still. but still let here me, i stand yeah, so me. i i'm not going to say they're going to have you know an amazing season because let's be real the the, yeah. the pieces that they've lost what's happening around this it's, they're rebuilding yeah. that's just how i see it um, but I think that there could be better than three wins. Yeah. Gracious. Let me let me ask you, uh, MJ, if you were, you know, the person uh, pulling the strings here, making the decisions for the Dolphins, because I'm looking at this four-game schedule before the, you know, we, we hit the bye in week five. That's an so, early bye week, man. No, and I'm, That's I'm, an early bye. Yeah. Ugh. And I'm thinking, you know what, you throw – 
if I'm this is what I'm thinking is gonna happen. You throw Fitzpatrick in there, mm-hmm. you, he gets you know we we go zero and four, one and four or whatever you know best case scenario, one and three sorry, and then we hit the bye. I feel like by that time, then it's Rosen's show. You know, you you just okay. turn it over to him at that point, let him ride it out because what are you gonna get out of uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick? Do you think he'll do you think he'll wait that long if Fitzpatrick isn't isn't working out? It, yeah. Like I feel like that would that's I think that's their benchmark. Like that's what they're hoping for. Like he's just, you know, stable enough that, you know, that he can make it to week five. But I wouldn't right. be surprised. And if it's it, an early enough buy that you can still turn the season around. Mm-hmm. If yeah. be. But I th- I think you need a f- you need as much. You need a huge sample size for Rosen. You really need to see if he's the guy because you did give up a second round pick for him. Exactly. And you want to see because he's a guy that has potential. He was a first round pick last year, you know, the year before. Yeah. So he has potential. He, he should be able also, to. Also, like yeah. last year in Arizona with Rosen and the and the offensive line that he had, he has no team. weapons outside yeah. of Larry. I mean, you know, so this could be. I, I would love to see if like he and Kenny Stills could develop this chemistry, and because Kenny can yeah. can really make it work, and he can he has that big playability. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be interesting, or even like at this point, like. Kenny and, and Fitzpatrick, I'm fine. Let's just score some touchdowns and win some games. Like at this, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see. I, I hope that they really give Rosen a fair chance here because yeah. I would hate for to go through the season and we stuck too much with Fitzpatrick. We win enough games and then we miss out on the draft guys and then we don't give Rosen an, you know, an equal opportunity. It just hopefully they'll handle this correctly, but I, I have a feeling that's what they're aiming for is, you know, first four weeks with Fitzpatrick, and then once the bye hits, turn it over to Rosen. And because you need the full season. You need as much game time for him to see if he can develop that chemistry with guys like Kenny Stills and whoever else we have left. Devontae Parker speaks highly of uh, of the two quarterbacks. I'm curious yeah. to see if he comes around. So we'll see. I'm hoping that, but it, it, knowing these Dolphins in this first four games here, man, that's going to be tough. Yeah. If they make it to week five, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. It's an uphill battle, but we'll <laughs> see how it plays out. And I mean, and again, these are like, we're, we're taking educated sort of predictions here, but like anything can happen. Um, you know, once the season actually starts, it, it's a whole different, it's a whole different story. But I think that the, the path here for the Dolphins definitely begins with, uh, who they have as their starting quarterback in week one. So no pressure, Brian. <laughs> make make wise choices. <laughs> now, outside of the starting quarterback, there's still some controversy over the starting running back. Like, I know Kenyon Drake is is uh, the clear number one in most people's eyes, but mm-hmm. they still haven't given him like the, that 100% green light. Like, what does this guy have to do to just be named, to be the, the obvious starter for the for the Dolphins? It, it's crazy, and when you you mentioned Kenyon Drake, which is interesting because when it comes to like highest missed tackle percentage in last mm. year, last year among these guys, he he came in in number three behind Kareem Hunt and Melvin Gordon. Whoa, so, that's some hot fire stats right there. Just so you know, <laughs> just diminished my John Lynch story. <laughs> highest missed tackle percentage. So that's I mean that's speaking that speaks volumes for him, you know. And Drake had the third highest force missed tackle percentage. That's that's not nothing. <laughs> so, I mean, I, my vote would be for him. Yeah, I think we're the consensus, at least here with us, too. We're on, That's amazing. Yeah, we're here on the Kenyan Drake train here. Yeah. Um, we're on the Drake train. <laughs> <laughs> now, MJ, let me ask you, outside of Dolphins and, and the two other teams that we discussed, like what when it comes to the NFL, you're a fan. You've been around it for a long time. 
who are what are some of the storylines that you're looking forward to? Is it is it a little Brady going into 20th season here? Are you curious to see what the what the Chiefs can do? Like what what outside of what you're covering and your home team, what is it that you're tuning into to to see what happens? You know, there's that's the thing. There's like so many. Like it's the 100th season. There's so many storylines. The biggest storyline for me is Super Bowl Lynn coming to Miami. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> But before we get there, um, you're right. I think Patrick Mahomes, I'm really interested to see what his second year as a starting quarterback looks like for him. You know, I've, I got this much time with him at the Pro Bowl. Um, he's a really down-to-earth kid, like very, very focused, has his head on right. And then the Cleveland Browns are super intriguing mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, and the whole revamp time thing was 7-8-1 last season. But this year, they have – all types of swagger, right? All types of chips on their shoulders. They're like balancing a whole bunch of plates. Um, Shotgunning I really want to see. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> growing, growing mustaches. I mean, this is super intense. Over yeah, so they that, have that mustache has got to go. <laughs> and I think people see, you know, these guys coming together. But I, I think they're also going to show out tremendously. Um, on the field. I mean, I've heard a ton of people say they're going to the Super Bowl. I think that's a way too early prediction. Oh, yeah. However, I think if nothing else, they will be a really, really fun team to watch. The other team, too, that I'm keeping close tabs on, which is another team I covered for several years, is the Chargers. Like, people overlook the Chargers, and they have sneakily made their way up. Last year, I mean, everybody's chasing the Chiefs in that division, but, man, they went to the postseason – and Philip Rivers is still looking for that Super Bowl ring. Yep. You yeah. know, so he deserves and they it. have tremendous offense, um, even without Melvin. But like Melvin to me, pay the man, get him there. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I think it's just going to be really interesting. They have a like hard nosed defense. Um, they have that two headed monster with Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Uh, they're really one of the interesting teams to watch as well. And, you know, they were so close. They just couldn't stop the Patriots. Um, but they're really trying to make that push to make it to to the Super Bowl as well. So, I, I, there's, you know, this is one of those seasons where there's a lot of teams that are, are, are really good. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot going on. See, I have an unfavorable thing that I'm looking forward to. Which uh, Gus hates, Uh-oh. which is I'm actually I I, have, I like to watch great players and great teams accomplish memorable things, even if it's a team that I don't root for or a rival. And sure, you know I just I like to say I saw that I was like a part of it. I I separate my fandom and you know my objective, uh, just you know general fan. And uh, when it comes to this, I'm t- Brady's going into his 20th season and he looks better than ever. Like, not only just physically, like, have you seen his face? Like, yeah. he's just, he's aging Look, so well. Like, it's like, man. He is me? obviously it's... using Giselle's night cream. Like, there's no, <laughs> there is no doubt yeah. in my mind. Who's the supermodel no in that relationship? Is... You know what I mean? Because right. they're both going. Uh, no, it's still her. It's still her. <laughs> <laughs> man, but it's, 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 it's insane. 20th season, and you look at him, and every time I see that guy, and yeah. I think of that picture of him at the Combine, you know, that one where he's looking all dumpy and yeah. kind of sloppy looking, and he, ran, mm-hmm. he was like the worst combine scores for a quarterback ever. And to think he became right. this machine, it's, in, it's insane. It's crazy. But, yeah, there's so much so much to look forward to this season. And, you know, it's just there's really just a lot of storylines. Hopefully we'll be able to check in with you throughout the season and then catch up on Absolutely. some of these things and see how things are going over there on the West Coast. But until then, I just wanted to thank you, MJ, for, for coming on the show here and, 
and having a good time with us and uh, and and teaching us these things that that stat she gave us on Kenyon Drake that made my John Lynch stat like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she came hard with that, you know. For real. <laughs> There you go. Rest your head on that one for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And let us know what John Tuck says right under about under your pillow and take it to that first preseason game with you. <laughs> <There> you <go>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, NJ, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll check in with you soon. Thank you guys so much. You know, I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads. Right. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, take care, MJ.